Hey guys, and welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live broadcast brought to you here by Frontline Gaming. We are your hosts, Kicker, the Chief of Serial and Sigilite of the FLG, Nikki D. Cannon, Flannel Fan, and Producer Extraordinaire, and I'm Seth the Mad Doc, your competitive correspondent. How have the boys been doing? Hey, everyone. If you are watching us, please consider... <laughs> I just screwed it up. Way to start it up. Look at this. It's terrible. Oh, my God. Can we get we the crew back that? together, Kicker. Get this the crew is the back first together. thing you do. First of all, I have, to, uh, I have to say thank you, Seth, for doing an amazing job last week with Nikki D. Gone, but it's nice to have Nikki D. here because, look, I'm the right size in proportion to you uh visually correct, on screen correct. uh guys if you're listening to us please consider watching us live every wednesday night 9 p.m eastern standard time here on signals from the frontline the frontline gaming youtube channel uh we love to see you. you get to see the cool visual elements and more importantly get to be part of chat and yes it's always a fun lively chat we take your questions mm -hmm. on air especially on weeks where we have a producer who's able to read the comments nikki d you're gonna be busy tonight man uh guys gotta I make gotta up from last week so Oh, you, you, no, yeah, I, we, we, I, do, we missed you a lot. You're back. Yeah. You're safe. You're back home in the studio. We, we yeah. Hey, yeah, I was doing a little scouting ahead for Vegas and what that's going to be like. You know, you know, Kicker, you, you know about some events in Vegas, so. Oh, yeah. Lots, oh, yeah. lots that goes on there. Yes. It's, yeah. it's good. It's still in one piece, but uh, yeah, happy to be Kicker, back Kicker, you run an event in Vegas? Yeah, I, 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 I believe so. I believe so. Oh, okay. uh, but before we talk about Vegas and LVO and all the fun stuff, I got to brag about my hobby progress. Uh, mm -hmm. Check this out. This is a squad of 22 Deathcore Krieg. That's because I got a Marshall in there and a Psyker. Do, do you guys know about this little janky buff here? This is this is a, a blob of 20 infantry guys that are pretty inexpensive. You can put a Deathcore Marshal in there and a Psyker. The Marshal gives them a five-up feel-no-pain. The Psyker gives them a four-up and vulnerable. So you have this cheap little squad of infantry that is super durable, hard to kill. And guess what? Because they're Deathcore, you get to bring back D3 models every single turn, which is just fun. Just I love it. Yes, yes, guard. Kicker, guard. Why do you gotta Why do you gotta rub this in to me, the Death Guard player? Uh, yeah. Like more feel-no-pain. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Kicker, I, I have a feel-no-pain. You You have a feel-no-pain? Yeah, I have a feeling of pain. Mine's five up, fool. Yeah, mine, mine's five up or four up on my characters. Oh, you got four up? Damn. On my dude. characters. All right, all right. Well, well, well I just, I like, <laughs> I like when my Imperial Guard can suddenly get surprisingly durable. That's, that's fun. Uh, you know, and I'm sorry, Death Guard player, uh, but my guys are cheaper than yours and probably just as durable now. So, uh, so that is my hobby project of the week. But I've also been playing and having a lot of fun. And I got to yeah. tell you, I charged one of my blobs of infantry into a knight. And I had fun with that. And then I, they got they got their ass kicked, but it was fun. So then in my last game I played, uh, I charged my guard into Marines. And I've got a, a squad of guard, not necessarily competitive at all, but they got a lot of power fists in there. The, the company commanders got power fists. Some of the guy, you know, HQ guys have got power fists. And like, I took down some Marines with guard in combat. It just made me really, really happy. And that's my story for the night. I can go home now. Goodbye. Uh, Seth, <laughs> what have you been up to, man? I actually had an in-person game this past week, and I in actually got person? to get out. Yep, yeah, you, you know, I don't get many of those. Do we plug uh, the which, store, or is it something yeah, else? Yeah, so or? it was Gear Gaming uh, in Opelika, which is like 15, 10 minutes from my house. Um, so pretty close. I'm fairly certain my opponent's in chat because someone's already talking about how about them knights. Then <laughs> um, he played knights and, and beat me. Um, but it was a good time. Uh, I'm, I'm glad to kind of found an opponent locally that wants to practice some tournaments. Uh, we, we talked about, you know, tournament etiquette and that and uh that during the game and then i want to say maybe you know a day or two later he messaged me in chat he was like so when can i go to cherokee yes 
<laughs> so I might got you another one there, kicker. Um, one of us. One yeah, of so, us. So I really, <laughs> I really glad, glad I got a chance to go out right and, and play Paul. That was a good time. So I'll be certain to, uh, to do that again. But uh, in order to uh, do that, I needed to paint up some models because I was using a kind of a spam list from WTC. Uh, it was my birthday over the weekend. My wife got me a Vortex paint mixer. Have you ever seen one of these guys? Oh yeah, like the the, the vibration thing. Yeah, yeah, like it just literally take your paint pot and you just press it on top of that little green, Ooh. like silicone port and it just like agitates your paint really, really, really well. Um, so it's really useful, particularly like mixing up, like I found like metallics yeah. and they like, they'll settle out and then like, that's great at like getting those mixed but up. But even so, for contrast paint, cause yeah. it's like the layer. That's where I was going. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. there we yep. go. So yeah, I actually did use it on some contrast, just like showing her like, look at how cool this is. Boop. Um, so did that. And uh, then, so I managed to get some painting done. So I finished painting those three big tracks that you saw last week. Yeah. And then I also got a beast boss uh, done and painted him up too. So uh, lots of painting progress there. So I was super happy to get all that done. Uh, and now I'm here with my boys. And I'm excited to hear about what Nikki D's been. Wait, 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 wait. Did you win your game? That's all no, I care about. I did not. Oh, shit. Really? Oh, no. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. I didn't win my game either. So that's okay. That's okay. Wait, it was a loss. Yeah, we're we're learning, Kicker. We're learning. Nikki D, did you play and did you win? Please, please say no, nothing. No, no. I, I, I missed the show last week because I was literally, a, I, I arrived, like my flight landed and I pulled up YouTube to jump into chat. And you guys are like almost done with the hobby segment that you guys were doing last week because my, my flight was a little bit delayed. So that was a bit of an issue. Look, you and didn't pay was... for the internet so you could watch us in air. Where is your commitment? <laughs> Even if I had the internet, from my flight was from Dallas-Fort Worth to Vegas, and the internet was down for everybody. I was watching a video on my phone. Of course, somebody was asking, like, hey, did you download that? Because they wanted to see if it was just them. But no. Um, anyways, uh, I was in Vegas through Saturday night, took a red eye back. and then How was that? Oh, I slept pretty much all day Sunday. It was a wasted day on Sunday because of that sleep. So uh, word to the wise, actually, this is relevant because when you go to LVO, everybody in roughly a uh, kicker, you might want to close months. your ears. Five months. Yeah. When you go, <laughs> sooner than we expect. No. When you go to LVO, I don't recommend taking the red eye back. It will ruin your sleep schedule for the next day for sure. Uh, and then I was, I slept in late Tuesday morning and woke up to messages from my boss as to, hey, are you okay? Uh, <laughs> everything was excluded. you're not alive what's going on <laughs> yeah it was more so she was worried be like nick are you good uh, but i i will say though while uh i do have a book recommendation for folks it's not oh. warhammer related uh but uh the author is name his name is joe abercrombie uh he has a, a trilogy called the first law highly recommend it um but he has a second trilogy that's set like decades later and i'm in the second book of that second trilogy almost finished almost finished with it um so yeah if you like things that are kind of medieval fantasy like slightly pre-industrial uh revolution sort of thing it's a, it's a really great series um i know joe from war games live has talked about it on his stream uh he's a big fan of joe abercrombie as a writer so if you're looking for something to pick up check out the first law that's my All recommendation right. nice right. dude nice Let's take it away to some GW news. I guess news in general, but GW news is seeming a little uh, a little quiet. It's it's silent, and that can yeah. only mean one thing. There's something huge on the horizon. That's generally the, yeah. the pattern yeah. here, that's, right? That's kind of what my vibe is. We know we've seen the previewed Tyranids. Yeah, we don't have a release date for Tyranids. We know there's also alongside those Space Marines because that was the whole battle. Yeah, exactly. Which one would get revealed? 
So yeah, I'm, you know, and we've seen them legends, a bunch of space Marine units recently. Um, yeah. So I think, you know, there's definitely something coming. Stuff is on the horizon. What we know for GW pre-order this week is the middle earth diorama, Mm -hmm. which is a nice little collector's piece. I mean, not for playing, just looks cool. They've also got some blood bowl characters, but nothing too crazy, but we need to talk right now and chat. Tell us predictions. What do you think? What do you think we're going to get? What's down the line? Why are we sitting in here in this like weird, you know, boring couple weeks what is well yeah so i think and i could be wrong on this but i think age of sigmar is gonna have a very big release for cities yeah cities of sigmar is is the new hotness right i've I've heard rumors of october okay so that might not be for a little while then i know they they just put out a lot of images for the very gorgeous models my brother when Mm -hmm. my brothers and i we played fantasy one of my brothers was a uh, empire player which is pretty much as the cities of sigmar now really great sculpts i even sent him he's out of the, the hobby uh doesn't play it and doesn't get into that kind of stuff anymore but even i sent him some of the images and he he was They're like cool. well that is he's would, like that would is you like to know what my first fantasy <laughs> army was it's, was it empire it was empire empire right yeah. i yeah. i uh, was borrowing a friend's army back in like fifth edition and i fired a hellblaster volley gun into some skaven and just like obliterated a block of them and i was like i i want this give want me this, this. Yeah. you know do you guys remember the the uh the sigmar militia i guess it was like it was a kit that had like all these random weapons you could throw in there i thought that was the coolest yeah. kit of all time because there's like a shotgun and a crossbow and all this fun everything stuff. shotgun no, legit. It was like oh, it was like a musket gun or something. But it was really cool. Uh, but yes, the Cities of Sigmar is on the horizon. Uh, nothing has been released or announced officially when that date is coming, but we know what's coming. It is a totally revamp for the entire you know line. I mean, for the majority of lines, and they've also because of that they phased out some of the older models. So so yeah, this this will be big. And and but I feel like you know there's got to be some big stuff coming. Like there's got to be some more big stuff coming. Uh, what, Seth, what do you think? Do you have a prediction? We've got, we've got Nikki D mentioning cities of Sigmar, which we know is coming. Seth, you got anything? And Nikki D maybe chat's got some good ideas. Yeah. I mean, chat's pointing out that the GW did announce there was a delay in the shipment for, um, Imperialis. Yes. That's Imperialis. the new so, Epic basically. Yeah. So, you know, that certainly could be part of the delay. Um, so good, good catch there chat. Um, you know, with them releasing a roadmap for what we should expect for 40K for the rest of this year, because um, they released a roadmap right at the start of the edition that mm-hmm. I think covered through like spring of, of 2024, if I remember correctly. So I, I don't imagine we're going to get a surprise there. They're not going to be like, hey, guys, guess what? I know that we told you all this stuff was coming in this order, but it's suddenly Votan Codex. Like We're getting a herd. We're getting the herd, right? Yeah, right, like, right so right. I don't think that's going to happen because they'd have done, you know, like some, you know, blacked out little box with a question yeah, yeah, mark yeah, you know yeah. like redacted you know like to give us something to be like Ooh, what's that gonna be um so i don't think it's gonna be 40k i don't know that we have a solid roadmap for aos uh chat let me know if we do and i'm not um, i'm not saying this like anything that's internal knowledge here but if you just go online there's a lot of rumors about kill team getting their big refresh soon you know we, yeah. we do know there's a new season on the horizon so so that's options as well we, but, uh, yeah shoot we we do know so right with the battle of Agram or Olive Garden, whatever you yeah, call it. Yeah, it was Olive Garden. It was Olive Garden. Garden, right? When you're here, you're biomass. <laughs> <laughs> I can definitely go through some uh, never-ending uh, soup and soup and salad breadstick. Never-ending spawning pools. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Let's let's have. I it. mean, Nids um, won, so the puns have to be Nids-related, guys. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, go, we right. um, but yeah, so but that that was obviously going to be whoever was winning we we're going to be getting model reveals from that set uh we and we know tyranids and space marines are supposed to be two of the earlier 
earlier earliest code. Yeah, they're the earliest. They were, they were labeled as fall 2023, folks. September falls in the fall category. So we're, we're beginning of August still, right? Yeah. So yeah. it could be soon, but like soon. fall could be November. So <laughs> that's a big hole still. And, and those codexes, <laughs> when they drop, they are going to help set the expectations for the entire edition, yeah. right? Because we don't really know how in-depth and a codex. Yeah, I mean, we, we've heard a lot that the data sheets uh, probably don't change. I've heard that rumor pretty, pretty well from a few different people. But you know, they could still change a lot about how an army functions. Um, they could change a lot of army rules associated with those data sheets. Um, and I don't rule out even if GW has said it doesn't change data sheets. I don't rule out them being like, hey, you know we're going to take this opportunity that when we release this codex to release an updated PDF with, with adjusted data sheets for an army. Yeah. Um, so, oh, yeah. okay. So, so if we get anyone else in chat, giving us their ideas, I'd love to hear them out. Uh, Seth, did you see anything else? Cause I predictions are fun. Predictions are fun. Yeah. I don't Dean's, Dean's uh, in chat predicting me. that uh, he expects pre-orders for space Marines and uh, NIDS to go up prior to Nova, which is at the end of August usually, yeah. um, so that it drops at Nova. Yeah, that, that, that would make sense. Or at least revealed at Nova. Nova. So, they yeah. usually do a, re a Nova reveal, an Adepticon LVO reveal, so, so that, yeah. that can make sense. Uh, so let's sit tight. We will see. Uh, let's jump into some nerd news. Nikki D, why don't you start us off? Or, or is this maybe Seth when I start us yeah, off? Yeah, I can, I can do. That I can at least cover the WTC. Okay, Seth. Um, so the, the War Master singles have been going on for two days now. Um, which is, can you explain what that is? Yeah. Like, well, also, it's just confusing to have a singles tournament that started on a Tuesday. Um, yeah, like what the hell? Yeah. Is that so, a European so, thing? That's a European thing. Well, no. So the, the, the main, the kind of the big show for the WTC is the team component, the world team championships. Um, that I believe kicks off on, uh, either I think, to, uh, tomorrow, tomorrow or, afternoon. Yeah. Tomorrow afternoon, which I think is still Thursday for Belgium. Um, chat, correct me if I'm wrong. I've been, time change is hard. Time change is hard because uh, I've been getting up in the morning and at breakfast watching round two of a tournament, which is very, very confusing. Um, it's so much so that Joe, I was actually talking to Joe prior to all this uh, tonight, you know, and I was talking like, hey, man, if you got some time, why don't you record some some bits from the ground and we'll, we'll put them up on air here for you. Um, and he was like, yeah, uh, sounds great. And I was like, you know, you probably want to pre-record them, you know, or we could do them live. He's like, well, what time do you go live? And we did the calculations. And it was like 3 a.m. for him. So uh, it, it wasn't going to be live. And then um, Joe had some some software issues that he's been working through so he didn't have time he's been spending oh, no. his evenings sorting through that so um but yeah it's been a lot of fun to watch um it's interesting to see a lot like the the rule with the wtc is everyone has to communicate in english um the judges are in english all the players are in english um so we're seeing a lot of players from a lot of different countries that we've not seen before um and joe's really kind of putting the spotlight on them which is nice to see but even then would you like to know who was, uh, you know, showing up in the undefeated brackets, uh, you know, as far as rounds five and six? Kicker? Are, are, are the war guys? Uh, well, our, our, our good friend and winner of the LSO, Ben no Jurek. Way. No way. Yeah. All right. Ben Jurek was there kicking well, butt. That was because then, of him coming to our event and exactly. doing some practice. And there. then, that, and then, then we saw Quentin Johnson actually 
Uh, he played Quentin Johnson and managed to make it into Quentin. I think has made it into the top four, if I understand right. correctly. Congratulations! Um, but Quentin, yeah. we've seen at Cherokee for yeah. several years now, yeah. as well as LVO. So it's kind of cool to see like these guys that we know from these events have traveled over and are doing well. Like Kicker, you know Brent Urbanowski, the Catechin. Yeah, the of course. Yeah, he's over there playing for the UN hell team. Yeah, hell yeah! Um, oh, yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, I so it's cool to see. You know, it's, it's these these people we don't know, and then intermixed amongst them is enough faces that we do know um, to kind of, you know, one, it's cool from a story standpoint because you're rooting for your guys, um, but also to just to see like, hey, I, I know Brent. I hung out with Brent. Oh, man, this guy's, you know, beating up on Brent. Oh, my God, must be amazing. You know, yeah. things like that. That's pretty cool. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, so check that out. Great coverage. They also have the wonderful, the effervescent, the never stops talking Adam Camilleri as their commentator for the weekend. Adam flew from Australia to Belgium just to sit next to Joe and talk for right. six days. They have six yes. days of streaming that's, that's kicker. Sweet. So is this streaming on Joe's channel or in a WTC so channel? It's, it's going to be streaming on Joe's channel, okay, cool. uh, which he's been doing the singles. There is a French channel that has also been doing the singles. There right. tomorrow is a Spanish channel starting to cover teams. Then all three of them are covering teams. And I think there is a fourth channel. I've been told there's four channels streaming the teams. I don't know what language that is in. That's that's uh, I mean, I, I, we need we need more. Representation. Oh, I think it, no, yeah, no, no, Spanish. I already said Spanish because okay, um, cool. I know the Spanish guys are setting up today. Um, which they, the Spanish guys, they keep talking about trying to steal one of them over to Joe's stream. So that should be entertaining. Oh, that'd be great. I love that. So yeah, it's really cool just to see all those guys getting out there. I'm excited to see that Joe managed to kind of fly with his rig. Yeah. Um, how did he get his RV over the ocean? He didn't. Oh. So he, he figured out how to pack up his rig into a couple Pelican cases and fly them to Belgium. <laughs> I mean, which he's... Is, well, it would have been cooler if he had his RV there. I'm just saying. It would have. But, you know. but kicker, that opens up a lot of options for Joe now yeah. because it's easier. For, so if Joe's on the East Coast and there's a big event on the West Coast, he now has figured out how he can be like, cool, I can hop on a plane and be there tomorrow. Yeah. No, that's good. Um, that's and good. I, I believe, Seth, he's actually doing an event in the UK. Yeah, he's scheduled for well, the London so it, GT, I believe, in a few months. Nice. Yeah, so, so it, our, it opens our, up him kind of Joe. like, well, and it's like when he's coming back and he might want to do a uh, charity hammer. And it's like, well, now he doesn't have to worry about driving all the way up to the Pacific Northwest. He can just grab his bulletin cases, get on a plane. Boom. Yeah, boom. that was one of the issues with Joe filming uh, at the BAO. Like we were right attached to an airport. But for Joe, mm -hmm. who was on the East Coast at the time to go all the way to the West Coast for that event. Just yeah. didn't make sense. Um, I guess like, the other nerd news shout out I want to give out. Um, <laughs> Before we, we move on, uh, you you know our, our good friend JC uh, Watts, um, Nick. Uh, he had his his charity event, Battle Ends Alzheimer's. I was checking in with JC after the event ended. Would you like to know how much he raised? I I, I talked to him briefly. I did not hear this number, so this is going to be a special right. reveal for me. What's what's the number? Well, do you have a guess, Kicker? Do you have a guess? Oh, I actually know the number. He he told me. Oh, oh, oh. I don't want to share it. You, okay, All chat. Right. Tell us what you think it is, Seth. Mm -hmm. Seth. Seth. What is it? What is it? Where are we at? He raised over fourteen thousand dollars. Dang, guys, it's yeah. huge, right? Off off two days of guys playing forty k. You know, so that's pretty. Yeah. That's pretty damn cool. You, you know, we were talking about it the other the other day. It's amazing this community. How amazing this community is, right? So if you, if you got an yeah. event that's focused on charity or whatnot please reach out to us. We can yeah. make sure to uh, promote it, sponsor it as much as we can. Yeah. And if, if you've got yeah. a charity event in your area, you know, even if you can't go and, and play or, or buy raffle tickets, like a lot of these events, they just, they need prize support. You know, you got some stuff in the old closet of shame, donate that. You want to paint a model up. I know a lot of painters like to do that, paint up a cool model and donate it. So that's always fun. So yeah, check that out. That's always a good time. Uh, I will say real quick for JC's event, yeah. Battle to End Alzheimer's. He he already, he, not publicly announced, but he already has a date for 
the next iteration of it that will mm -hmm. be in early 2024. So Seth and I will definitely be talking about it. Uh, I, I have it penciled in. Yeah, and I, I know he's already, he's got more events in, in the works in his plans um, yep. for some other charities. So that'll be cool. All right, guys, I got to brag because I did some sleuthing. I wanted to get it like I wanted to see what's on the horizon in terms of like media content, movies, TV series, because I'm, oh, I'm yeah. such a geek for this stuff. Uh, all right. Zelda. Zelda should be getting a movie. Originally, they had something planned with Netflix that fell through because it was leaked out to the public. And it's, Nintendo likes to be secret and like, well, if you've already spoiled it, we're not going to do it, blah, blah, blah. But then because of the success, whether you like the movie or not, is irrelevant. The movie was successful in terms of a business The move. The Mario Brothers movie was so successful that Nintendo's like, okay, we're making a Zelda movie now. So nice. it looks like there won't be a Zelda series on Netflix, but there will be a standalone Zelda movie, which would be epic. And Does Link just go, hi, the entire time? I mean, I, I would pay to see that. I'm okay with that. That is wonderful. Um, oh, oh, oh. And also looks like there's a, a lot of rumors, rumblings, talking about a new Lord of the Rings film that would focus almost on Gollum as, as, the, as the character. And I'm like, I just don't know. Stop. Just stop. No. Stop milking no. the corpse of Tolkien. It's good, but it's... it's uh... I like, okay, I will say the Amazon series didn't really, you know, whatever, but but hopefully, I don't know. I just, the original Lord of the Rings trilogy is, is still epic. Do you know how old that series, like those three movies are? They're old at this point. Yeah, but they're, but st they're still, still good. Still, they're still good. And I was like, we need a few more of those like epic movies that I can show to my great grandchildren and say like, this is this Man, is you are getting several steps ahead there, bud. Yeah, I know. Right, 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 right. But I just, I, I feel like something like the original Star Wars trilogy, the original Lord of the Rings trilogy, those are timeless. And I want more of that, hopefully. Well, Kicker, uh, I did, yeah. before we move on, I, I do want to uh, bring something up from chat uh, that I oh. know you and I personally uh, would love to help with, as well as Nikki D and my wife, if she can hear me in the background. All right. Um, all right. Our, our good friend, Kelsey Ito, is in Hawaii. Yeah. And I don't know if you've been following the news, but most of the big island of Hawaii, Maui, is on fire. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Forest fires. So Jeez. he's talking about trying to get a uh, a fundraiser or a charity event together to help some of the, uh, the people in need there. So, yeah. Kelsey, uh, tell us what we can do. You know, this community is loving. So uh, yep. let, let us help you. All right. Uh, hit me up uh, after this and, and, and let's 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 make something happen. Yeah. Man. And I'm 90 percent certain that my wife heard me. She would be screaming that we have to help because yes. she loves Hawaii. Yes. So uh, uh, she's been, I've not. <laughs> let's hop do we have anything else on 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 the pop culture radar do anything else that that is something we have barbenheimer to that's a barbenheimer that's, that's that's two weeks ago now we can move on it's right. never over it's never over it's never over okay cool let's talk about the i have energy Kennedy, geez. Uh, Frontline Gaming event news. Basically, the Las Vegas Open has got a few little things I wanted to point out. The Kill Team narrative is totally sold out now. Boom. 40K narrative is almost sold out. We're still selling tickets uh, daily. I don't know how long that's going to be. And that's that. this this year, 40K is pretty damn epic uh, in many ways. First of all, the 40K champs is bigger than ever, of course. But that's that's one thing. But people mm -hmm. don't understand the 40K narrative at LVO is a whole other world of epicness. Um, we have a lot of terrain. We've been making terrain for 11 years, and we have a lot of really cool thematic terrain. I don't want to, like, spoil the surprise, but we have the the luxury to be able to choose terrain that's extremely thematic and then do an entire narrative around nice. this very unique thematic terrain. So the 40K narrative uh, at LVO is going to be something that will probably one for the for the records. So you do want to check that one out. And then SoCal, guys. SoCal is off to a really solid start. Uh I'm just blown away. It looks like the 40K Champs is, is going to be significantly larger than last year, and I was not expecting right. this kind of growth. So, so I mean, obviously, tickets have only been live for about a week, so we don't know yep. where it's going to be at the end of the day. But uh, SoCal is kicking butt right now, and I know people really like the logo. Everyone's been asking. To of just course. 
yeah, no, orcs right. two year in a row surfing, surfing or, yeah surfing orc logo is popular so we'll, we might have to make that just some generic 40k you know frontline gaming merch that just has a surfing I'd, orc I'd, I'd buy uh, <laughs> nikki d do you have a signal short for us i do and let me change the screen here really quickly uh this week it's still summer guys so this week's signal short is gonna be pretty straightforward what warhammer character would you want to invite to your summer barbecue Oh, geez. easy, easy answer. Okay, uh, you go first, Seth. The arch arsonist. He's the ah. the orc pyromaniac. Oh, okay, okay. I cool. mean, come on, you would you know it's a barbecue. You need fire. So I I was thinking we go with a Primarch like the Vulcan dude, the Salamander, because that's like ah oh, he plays with fire, la la la. But then I thought about it. I actually thought about it. We got Bobby G. What if we had Bobby Flay? Bobby Flay and Bobby G. Are I was going. Bobby G's here. got the flame and sword. Oh, he's got a flaming sword, but like honestly, if if you look at the Primarchs, Bobby G is the most similar to Bobby Flay when you look at like Iron Chefs and Primarch comparisons. I don't know. I just I just feel like Bobby G could probably whip up some really good, you know, grilled ribs or something like that, or you know, brisket. I don't know. I, I could see it. I could see it. Beat Bobby G. Beat, beat Bobby G. <laughs> yeah, like that. That was actually a really good show. Beat Bobby Flay was a was a one fun one. Uh, Nikki D, what do you think? Who should be cooking at your barbecue? Or invited to your barbecue? I would want Aramon. Oh, Aramon. You want to know why? Because he's going to be really used to working with crumbly charcoal. Ah, there we go. Okay, fair. I was thinking the same thing, Kicker. I need to have something about, like, you know, you know, flame cooking the stuff that's everything. But I mean, like, inside of those rubric marines, it, it's basically just charcoal that he can oh. just manage the heat on. It's the same thing. It's the same so thing. I'm going totally, on. Totally, totally Plus, like, scary. he reads a lot of books and stuff, like, so he probably has big <laughs> recommendations. <laughs> he he has <laughs> been to the Black Library, and I got to assume there's some good cookbooks there. Armin's got at least one cookbook at home, just like at least one. In, I mean, in his what's library. the difference between a, a recipe and a psychic incantation yeah, at this thing. point? Really? Like what spells, yeah, totally same thing. Totally same thing. Uh, all, all, by the way, guys, I made some really good coleslaw last week. Just going to share that right now. I, I don't know. I, I feel like this is something that's worthy to share at this exact moment in time. Uh, yeah. So if you need a good coleslaw <laughs> recipe, hit me up, people. What was the base for the slaw? Was it a mayo? Sorry, moving on. Moving on. I'm, I'm ending the coleslaw. Unless it's like I am a anti-coleslaw to eat on its own. Anti-coleslaw. Yeah. All right. Let's go into our main segment. Seth, take it away. Yeah, so this main segment um, is is kind of one that's been percolating in the community for a while that we wanted to bring up and dress, and it's what is everyone's thoughts on 3D printed models, and particularly 3D printed models at events. And we um, did put up a poll. Yep, we did. Uh, and, and the poll results were not surprising at all. Pretty resoundingly, people are in favor of 3D mod printed models as long as they can tell what they are. Nikki um, D, do we have a second option? Was there a second? Like, what was what came in second? So we know everyone was like, "Yay, 3D models are cool." Did we have something that came maybe in a close second, or was it just a total landslide? Everyone's like, "Yeah, 3D models." Yeah, are cool. so seventy-seven percent of the vote was for the option. Just make sure I can tell what it is supposed to be. The next highest option was, "I'd rather not use them myself," with twelve percent of the vote. But that yeah. that saying that, "Hey, I don't want to use them," but if other people do, yeah, it's, it's all cool. Yeah. All normal. I mean, so yeah, I mean, you you put those two together, and you're looking at what eighty nine percent of people, in some form or fashion, are are okay with the use of them. Be, before um, we go into other people's yeah. opinions, Seth, you have a three D printer. You're I slightly, uh, you know, clearly we know what your stance is. I don't, I don't think Nikki D, you have a three D printer, right? You don't have anything. I do not. My father in law has one and keeps asking if I uh, if I have things that he wants to because he wants a reason. <laughs> he wants to use it. So, 
I don't think I'm doing myself if I can just give him a call and just say, hey, here, here's an SDL. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I do not have a 3D printer. And I want to – I mean like I don't really care what the hell you have that represents your, your unique, unique figures. But I definitely am in the minority that I don't really want to use 3D parts on my models just because I guess I'm a collector at heart. And like mm -hmm. I'm somebody that will – you know, try to find the original GW print because I love the like collection aspect of it. Uh, it does hinder my ability to do some conversions and it does hinder my ability to, 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 to source some parts and whatnot. But like, I just, I'm a collector as much as I am, I guess that's a big part of my hobbiness, mm -hmm. I guess is having all these pieces, but overwhelmingly, like I could, like I said, I could care less what my opponent has. Um, Seth, we have a lot of different comments. People said a lot of things about yeah. why 3D printing is is so badass. Uh, do you want to take some some of the start some of the some of the well, responses? I, I'd, I'd be happy to, but kicker, I think uh, kind of the burning question on everyone's mind is what is FLG's policy? Oh, uh, and I'd like you to maybe take us through that first, and then we'll get into what the community. Yeah, and that's very fair, especially with you know SoCal on the horizon and an LVO uh, in in January. So mm -hmm. in general, frontline gaming is extremely relaxed, right? Your model has to represent the model it's supposed to be. It has to look properly. It has to be roughly the same sort of space got to be in the right base roughly the right height it's it's you know it, if it if yeah. it's supposed to have a bolt gun then it can't have a sword you know or if it's supposed to have a bolt gun in a sword we'll make sure it has a bolt gun and a sword but other than that they're very loose on 3d printed minis and whatnot now if yeah. gw for example gw is streaming the age of sigmar event at lvo they probably won't want to have non games workshop manufactured miniatures on their stream and that is their choice but at frontline gaming in general uh we're pretty we're pretty lenient uh, but, and this is the really important thing, you always want to email the judges or the TO with pictures of your model to get formal approval because this also protects you in case your opponent is like, oh, you're cheating or I can't see your model, your model's, you know, uh, you know, modeled for advantage or whatnot. Yep. I, I would say a great rule of thumb right in that line kicker is if it is not the, the box standard model built. Yep following the instructions, even if it's like a kit, uh, you know, a kit bash from GW parts, or it's, you know, a part that you cut and reassembled in a different manner to try to get a different pose, whatever. If there's any question, if it's not the box standard, just send it to your judge team, your TO, whatever event, FLG or otherwise to get approval. Because having that approval before the event is super important because if you get there and the judge rules that no, you can't use that and you don't have a way to replace that model, some events will just pull your models. Yeah, exactly. They will pull your models. So, so getting that confirmation back from the judge is your get out yep. of jail card. It protects you. And, you're safe. And almost and with every your opponent event too, right? Packet. With your opponent too, yep. because sometimes opponents might be a little like, oh, that's not doing the right job. If you can just show that yep. to your opponent. You know, and you and I actually it. have some examples I threw in <laughs> here uh, in our slideshow. Uh, I think Nikki mm -hmm. D's got them in here. So, uh, for instance, um, you know, this is two big tracks. The yeah. one on the right is the Forge World kit. The one on the left is a 3D print. They're the same footprint. They have the same war gear. They have the spikes on the front. They got the two guns on the side. They've got a transport area in the back. They're a very similar footprint. Um, I haven't particularly used these in an FLG event, but the next slide I've got in the middle a, a GW Beast Boss, and then I have got my Mad Doc model on the, the left there, and I've actually used that model as a Beast Boss for, for an FLG event, and I sent a side-by-side -side photo, multiple angles of those models side-by-side -side to our, our judge team and got approval before the event. Um, and then the, the other one is uh, 
on the right is another beast boss model from a, a third party um, called Mr. Modulork. So you can you can get a lot of variety, and that's what I personally like about uh, 3D printing is I've got the I've got the GW box standard model. I like it, but I didn't want to have three guys that looked identical exactly. in my army. So then I was like, okay, well I'm gonna go 3D print one from for Mr. Modulork, and then I got my own sculpt, and I was like, I'll make him a beast boss too. So like you can provide some variety and that's what i like about it um and seth let's pause right there if you're watching the stream live you see right there the visual image we've got three models they're all the same base because that's the that's really the same base. base size is really 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 yeah. important and they're all roughly the same height which is another and, really and they both have the same war gear a claw yeah, and, and an axi sword thing so 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 th that is a perfect example of what is approved the base size is, is non-negotiable and, yep. and height is, is it's hard you don't have to be exactly the same height but height does matter especially yeah and you can see all three of those models basically have the same silhouette you mm -hmm. know in terms of positioning them on a table um mm -hmm. you can you can get the gist and and i also i always go through with my opponents saying hey this is what these are and and the nice part about having in this case one of the actual gw and two of these third-party sculpts if there's ever a moment where if we have to know exactly what is the real model silhouette in that position i can just switch those yeah. two out it's real easy so um anyway um let's get into what some of the the folks in chat and in our comment section on our community page uh we're talking about we've got lots of folks that like their own custom art um joseph's talking about having a fully 3d printed army um but only if it agrees with the sculpts that are actually different than GW. So he wants it to look different. He doesn't want to simply just have pirated uh, GW models. Oh, he cool. wants yeah. them to look distinctly different. Um, and I and there are if you go out there and start looking for 3D sculptors, there are tons of people that you know they know the community. They know roughly. I need a vehicle with this equipment, but they can make them drastically different like if i was starting over again today with orcs there are so many pirate sculpts out yeah. there now <laughs> for orcs i could do an entire nautical pirate themed orc army i could do the mr modular i'm i'm a full disclosure I'm are, a we, are we getting sponsored by this guy yet no no but like he's every month he does a new theme and this like last month was just like what if we just did rock band orcs yeah and so Why i could not? just do like a whole squad of orcs decked out with guitars and drums and you know whatever like yeah, you know, so it, there's there's a lot of really cool theming you can get there. Um, Nick, Nick, you've been keeping an eye on chat. Uh, there's some there's some discussion about possibly better designs. Yes, so better designs can work in a lot of different ways uh, as it goes. And some folks noted this, where sometimes just the models or items that are the kits that are available from Games Workshop, sometimes they're just old, or sometimes people just mm -hmm. like alternatives there from it. So this is getting into some of the further comments as well, but um, you know, folks pointed to Warp Spiders. Guys, there's a decent number of players at FLG events and Warhammer events everywhere. There's a lot of, there's a lot of us that are younger, well, not me, but there's a lot of people <laughs> out there that are younger than these sculpts are. Yeah, um, there, actually, I have seen Eldar players older than, yep. uh, with models older than them. Yeah, and, and there are uh, actually my, my round six at ACO. I played against a guy that had a lot of custom, you know, Eldar models because there's a lot of them that have, there's some of them that have recently switched over to plastic kits that are really great. But his Warp Spiders, so I'll be honest, they they will, they looked a million times better than the kit from Games Workshop does because it's a kit that came out, I think, 1993. Mm -hmm. It's 30 years old. So, yeah. you know, just some of the limitations with it. And then um, related to that as well, some people pointed out that, you know, working with 3D printed models, that's often easier to work with and may have better detail than some of the fine cast. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, a lot of that becomes so uh, apparent, so freaking obvious now that when you have an old model that GW produces, like the Warp Sider is right next to the brand yeah. new Sage. Eld Eldar is a really good example of that because they have gotten a lot of kit updates, but yeah. then they have some really old kits still in that range. And, and those old kits don't look terrible on their own. But when you say old spiders next to new Banshees, it's like, oof, ouch, ouch. Yep. And it becomes that much more obvious. So so that I can totally see why people would want to try to really lean into a brand new revamped 3D yeah. sculpt. Uh do we, uh, Seth, do you want to talk about, you know, what some of the other people have been thinking? Yeah. So some of the other comments, um, some model parts are are really hard to get in terms of availability and stock through GW. Um, particularly like, yeah, if, if you really wanted the lion and it sold out really fast, um, you know, that's, that's the scenario. In my case, I had one Forge World big track and when I wanted two more, I could not get two more. So I printed two more. Um, I think one of the uh for kickers in the room one of the yeah. uses if you had a printer would be i know that you love very specific bits from very specific kits yes and for your conversions you need a bunch of those bits yeah guilty i i know previously from from some conversions and work i did on some of my other orc kits um i was like scouring the internet trying to find certain like mega knob weapons yeah. and i was paying like four or five dollars per little flamer yeah, bit yeah. like it was Do it that, was silly yeah. Um, versus if you, yeah. yeah versus if you can find a a 3d printed bit that achieves the same effect uh, and you can produce them at a much lower cost i think that's a, certainly an option um I wish I had my 3D printer before I decided to get all of my orcs scorches or all my mega knobs combi scorches because I spent a lot of money on combi scorches and then I found a uh, a bit for the combi <laughs> scorcher and uh, it looks just fine. It's yeah. not the GW bit, but it looks just fine. Or if you really wanted specific hats, like if you wanted to do you know a head swap for a squad rather than having and there's only one of that particular hat on a kit rather than having 20 guys all wearing the same head and hat. You could have a bunch of different guys with yeah. different heads in the same style of hat. So I think that's a good option there as well. Somebody in chat said something that's really, really good too, is that um, not only just for bits on the on the model, but also on the base, Yep. you know, yep. you might want to do your basing. And then the flight stands, whether you're jump packs or even a plane, like some yep. of those I've seen a lot of the, like the smoke plumes yeah. for like the um, inceptors and exactly. intercessors. And that not only do those look badass, but they also don't like snap apart like the little plastics bits. So they're more travel friendly, they're more durable and they, and they look really, really cool. So that that's a good point for 3D models. Yeah. Uh, Nick, uh, do we have anything else that you want to run through that? I think we have some other comments from some of our, uh, yeah, I'll, you know, a, a couple other things as I you know go through the list and going through the comments here. Um, I, I got to show this, and this is a great example of folks why you should be watching the stream if you are able, because then you get to see the great memes that I get to throw in here, oh, uh, including one. Seth and Kicker, do you happen to know what this who this character is and what show this is from? No, no, <sighs> sorry. Okay, Harvey Birdman, attorney at law. Uh, this character <laughs> on screen is Phil Ken Seven, voiced by. Before he was Stephen Colbert on their Colbert Report, Stephen Colbert. No way. So, awesome. Yes. Uh, this is one of my favorite scenes, favorite quotes. Um, I can tell you his quote, haha, not to scale. It's not in reference to, to miniature models. It's in reference to totally something else. And we'll leave it at that because we're a PG show gotcha. here, folks. Uh, but yeah, that was a big thing that folks had to make points about when it came to 3D printed models is that it can't be to the advantage of yeah. that player that's using them. It has to be right. And we already talked about yeah. the size, the basing. Um, you know, there were some folks pointing out where, you know, hey, if there should be an arm sticking out or a cherub on the, you know, the St. Catherine, 
Uh, and if you've got some other thing that where it's not there, you know, there, there's some intricacies that are there to it, but really the scale is perhaps the most important thing that needs to be included. Um, that they, they really need, just need to know, hey, what the heck thing is. Um, I will also point out too, as it goes to 3D printed models, we talked about availability. Um, Brett had mentioned that, especially going from ninth to 10th edition, scale or size of units may change, right? I know yeah. there's a lot of custodies players that have been trying, because of the changes of how custodies unit size are, they're trying to find like one custody model or like splitting a box amongst like three people and they each get one so they can fit the right unit size, right? So there are some instances there where Games Workshop's own changes for the game from time mm -hmm. to time can also mean, hey, do we have to split a box? Do I have to buy a box just to get this one model? Or do I just three three D print this additional one and make it a little bit more, you know, characterful, a little bit more unique? How that's going to be set? Um, but I think really that's I think that was some of the key things that I got out of there. Anything mm -hmm. else you guys wanted to cover? I think there's one important point that uh, Jeff in the comments section had brought up. Three yeah, um, D printing is is a great tool for the hobby, but it should not be the tool used to the exclusion of supporting uh, local stores. Yeah. Um, I know a number of local stores that uh, do allow 3D printed models in their stores, but if that store doesn't want you to use a 3D printed model, it is their space, it is their right. Um, and you really do have to think about it. I, Whenever I go to a, a local gaming store, I always try to purchase something because at the end of the day, I'm spending a couple hours using their tables, their terrain, in their in their space. Um, You're and, literally and, renting that space from them. Yeah, like, and, and buying something, uh, you know, hobby supplies snacks uh you know if you're in other game systems um or or buying some of those models that you need there uh, i think that's important so don't you know there certainly can be some cool custom 3d printed armies to me i think it's really important to still support that that local lgs and, and buy some models from them um even if you are still 3d printing parts of your army so and i i know that rings true with a lot of friends i have not a small number of friends that own game stores at this point. Um, so I, I know the, the, the struggles a lot of those owners go through um, and, and taking that source of revenue away from them is, is definitely a detriment to the community. And if these stores don't exist, you don't have a place to play. And a lot of these, these stores are also where we're running, you know, people are running small tournaments and yeah. meeting up, making friends, meeting their game groups. Those stores like are the anchors of each community, right? That's mm -hmm. the, where you have your tournaments, where new people go yeah. to find and discover the hobby. So we need those local stores. We, all three of us at some point have, have been in a local game store and made friends. I know I have lifelong friends. One of, one of my groomsmen, as my wife would call them, are, are, uh, best maid of honor uh he we, i met him at our local game store yeah. when we lived in baltimore so i could not uh you know have done so many things in my life without the support of that that really good friend um and and not having those stores not having that community because i of, of something like 3d printing would be an absolute travesty yeah some of the things i'll just add to uh ziggy and chat notes that you know the store does support 3d items like if you're going to be doing 3D printing and doing some things like that, would the store consider, you know, selling, you know, can you talk with the store owner about getting some of the parts or supplies that you might need for 3D printing from and the I, store? I know oh, there are a lot of cool supplies idea. needed. There's a lot. For that yep, particular yep. Uh, hobby. So that's yep. actually so if you're a gonna, cool idea. Yeah. yeah. So if you're going to be getting this stuff anyway, say, hey, can you guys yeah. get this? Resin, stuff? The other, alcohol. Yeah. Yep. 
and because a lot of those are fairly not fairly but standard enough items that they can that they may be able to get and then the other aspect that i know from working with local gaming stores is that if you're going in and you're not necessarily you know buying some of the big stuff that sort of thing it's okay to to talk with the store owner and go through some of those things where hey i need to buy some snacks or whatever else it's they're just the little parts that are there with it find out from them what are some other higher margin items so hey if you're going to spend two bucks on a snack find out which one is a better sale for them and hey that every little bit goes a long yeah. way to making it a healthy community yeah yeah. So, yeah yeah all right well kicker do you have any final thoughts on 3d printing no, I, I I think it's part of the reality we live in. Love it or hate it, it's not going away. You know, Correct. so I mean, generally people don't seem to have a problem with it, but just 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 you know, remember how it does impact other people, like those local stores. Um, yep. But uh, you know, but anyway, no, uh, I, I really do think that it's just a part of our life now at this point. Right. So, uh, Nick, I think we're going to go in for a three D printer for Kicker for Christmas. Oh, geez. I don't need any of this fancy pants technology. I like my, you know. Actually, I don't... having worked with Kicker now for several years, I think the computer end of a 3D printer is probably beyond your ability. Yeah, no, not I'm happening, sorry. not happening. I like I like pen and paper, please. Thank you very much. Uh, you, you, know, can't, you can't 3D print with pen and paper. I can't, I can't. Oh, okay, geez, not happening. Unless not we get, no, there's like the little pens no, that you can no, use just... to, to paint, to print with filament. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you know, that, that actually kind of cool. That, you could draw cool. a little stick figure model. This is my guardsman. <laughs> Let's jump into the frontline entertainment news. Uh, do we have anyone that's doing anything cool? So I, I, I there's already, one guy. In yeah, particular. I, already, I already plugged our friend, but I'll plug him again. Go check out Joe War Games Live. The man flew across the world for you to show you the WTC. This is the most we've ever seen of WTC in terms of broadcast. Um, so go check him out. Go support him. Um, I'll, I'll let chat know that uh, he, he brought up the other day that he had to rent uh, poles to put his cameras on. And that cost him, I want to say just to rent those, those what essentially are glorified tripods, uh, 300 pounds. Yeah, sounds accurate. Or yeah. euros. It's euros. Um, and so uh, chat has been doing super chats for him over the weekend and putting hashtag poll tax. Yeah. Um, so, so everyone pay the poll tax when you see Joe. Uh, <laughs> It's his words, guys. That's what I'm saying. His words. Um, our friends over at TFG Radio, they cover the July FAQ and their respective on the Lone Star Open. So that's always good to check them out, particularly that our, our good friend and coworker, Adam, the uh, the head FLG judge is over there. And then Kicker, uh, you actually turned me on to a, a group that I wanted to give a shout out to, uh, Fury's Finest. If you are into competitive MCP, these are the boys for you. And they were at Lone Star Open. Uh, they gave us a great shout out. So I just kind of wanted to return the favor to them and give them a huge shout out so go check out fury's finest um it is it is definitely a deep dive into competitive mcp and if that's what you're into i mean they're talking meta stats they're talking list compositions it's it's all the the juicy crunchy stuff that we like over here on the 40k competitive <laughs> side but for your mcp uh folks out there so now guys every wednesday we do a kind of a work in progress thing on the frontline gaming community facebook page and we ask you to share your photos so that we can kind of peruse through them see what's happening on uh you know people's hobby desk and what's going on mm -hmm. uh seth we've got a few people uh daniel here has got the first one for the week right mm -hmm. yep he's got some uh wolf guard space space wolf terminators in progress um you can you can see they've got some bases in progress we've got a few guys uh of course it's it's space wolves they have to be covered in pelts um, but he's got done some great work there. So uh, I'm, I'm assuming that their arms are going to be thunder hammers. So I'm kind of interested to see what those are going to be when they come on. Cause I'm, I'm hoping they got some cool, like OSL, you know, some frost lightning or something like that oh, yeah. coming off. And, uh, what do we got next? Nikki D. Yeah. You take this one, man. 
All right, there. Our next one, guys. I got to point this out. We've had a lot of ultramarines in recent we weeks have. here. Um, they're a popular chapter, right? There they are, the poster boys. But this is uh, Michael Thompson. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's Michael, but with a P. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the name <laughs> on Facebook. Uh, but he's got some uh, ultramarines here, getting excited for their for their codex. There's a couple of the. It looks like the Brutalis dreadnoughts. He's got three of the Brutalis dreadnoughts. Uh, and then uh, it looks like it's some of... No, uh, they're not the Brutalis. The Brutalis are the ones with the no? claws, right? Claws, yeah, oh, Brutalis yeah, yeah. These ballistas. These, the ballistas, yeah. These ones. Thank you. Yep. Yep. So he's got the ballistas, and then he's got some... Uh, it looks like just some, some intercessors, you know, that are... You're supposed in there, to be the Space really... Marine player. <laughs> I... Yeah. I mean, but I, yeah, I, I haven't... I haven't done the big dreads. I, I like... I, I'm more of a fan of just the Marine, the marine bodies, not the, not, not the dreadnoughts as not much. Dreadnoughts. But yeah. Yep. So that's that's uh, Pykels though, but really nice, uh, deep deep blue to it. Really like the color um, that they that they have going there. And then our next one, I believe, Seth, you want to take this next one here? Yep. We got us a uh, beautiful work in progress on an Admech Imperial Knight. And you know, kicker, you're gonna love this because it's nice and grimy. There we go. That's um, and this on. is by Daniel Gomond um, with a good grimy Admech Imperial Knight. Uh, you know, but it's a, it's a real skill set, people. Yeah. Like to paint grimy and make it look really good, not just like kind of good. That's that's a whole skill set there. So yeah, well, so well done. I always love really good weathering. I, um, yeah. When I had an Iron Hands army, like in seventh and eighth edition, um, I did like a lot of of chipping to their armor because it looked really, you know, with a black armor, then you chip and you get that bright silver underneath. Yeah, it looked really cool. And then I had them on like some really kind of Martian-y soil. So I did a bunch of like, you know, caked up dust on their armor, like they've been trudging around in it. Yeah, so yeah, that kind of stuff just really makes it really kind of just like builds the narrative of that army. You understand where that army has been, what it's been doing. You know, these guys aren't fresh off the line. They've been down here in the trenches slugging it out for weeks kind of stuff so i, I love that little bits that add to the story what's our last one? Oh, is this is this what is this is this battlefleet gothic are we it, looking at battlefleet gothic <laughs> this man. is Shane mcnair uh, volpus geist for battlefleet gothic i don't even know what to say about this thing man like i, I this is this is a blast from the past uh yeah, beautifully painted of course the for those not in the know this is a spaceship basically yeah i don't know the class or or, or what category that's yeah, honestly i battlefleet gothic is one of those games that i've heard so many things about but i've never had a chance to play i think there's a steam yeah. version of the game right yeah, 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 yeah. At least there was at one point. Yeah. So, so okay. Uh, hot take. Do we think this is ever going to make it into like a remake? They remade Epic. Do you think they're going to remake Battlefleet Gothic? Do you think? I I personally think that uh, a a really cool spaceship combat game like X Wing. X Wing has been very popular for a long time. Um, I think if GW can do something that is, I I personally wouldn't want to play a game that's super complicated and in depth uh, yeah. in terms of a Battlefield Gothic style game. If it was more of a beer and pretzels game, something that I could just pick up and play kind of on the weekends with friends or a random Thursday night at the game store kind of stuff, I, I totally would be down with something like that. So, so I think- I'm going to just throw this out there because I come from a, a very fortunate position where I get to see all the data and I'm very much involved. And I was speaking with a community and industry leaders this week. Guys, Armada, this is the AMG game that's like X-Wing, but instead of being like five ships or so, it's like, a fleet you take on this mm-hmm. game suddenly is on fire. I don't know what's going on. X wing, but yeah. X not an armada, armada. So X wing is like you got like four or five ships. Uh, X wing is you have a fleet that's going into battle. It's 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 similar, but you play in a larger board size. Uh, X wing is three by three. Armada is three by six. We have both of them at most of our events. Mm. 
We had both of them at LVO, uh, LSO uh, this past month, and we're going to have them both at LVO. But Armada, X-Wing's kind of staying stagnant in growth, but Armada is growing and getting to the point where it's going to probably beat uh, X-Wing in terms of popularity. Damn. And a lot of people just like it because it is a whole freaking fleet you got going into battle. So I don't know. I, I could see that. Being I, I, pretty... I mean, the, the fleet scale feels big and epic, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, Totally, totally. So let's see where that's going to be. I, I, you know, I'll tell you as of right now, Armada is is got a, a very large number of attendees at LVO. So, uh, yeah, it looks like Armada's, you know, set for the future. Guys, let's 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 close it out for the night. Yeah, let's wrap this one. Final thoughts for the night, gentlemen. Uh, I got to go ice my broken toe. Uh, <laughs> that was a that was a real hobby injury right there. I was painting yeah. at my hobby desk and fell off my stool like right on my toe. I don't know what was happening. I was painting late into the night. I was tired. So uh, legit one, hobby one, hobby injury. One quick uh, chat question that I feel you are most apt at addressing. Yeah. Kelsey asks, does FLG sell mats in the sizes for things like X-Wing and Armada? Yeah, we do. We do, Kelsey. We have mats for basically every game system out there from A Song of Ice and All Fire to Armada. The Armada mats are actually really nice. We have some custom design ones uh, done by some artists that are friends of ours that are like just gorgeous. Like that's the kind of thing you would hang up on your wall and frame. It's that pretty of a mat. But yeah, we do do basically. Do you hold on, Kicker? Do you have framed FLG mats around your house? Not yet. Not yet. You know what, guys? Hey, um, we'll let's just put this out there while we can. Nikki D, Seth, watch the chat. Let's let's monitor the situation for the next you know seven days, guys. Should we make a signals edition? battle mat for 40k we can make it smaller for kill team or Star we Wars. could sign the mats we could LVO. sign the mats i don't know what would the theme be for a signal would it be like a las vegas ruined battle scale? i don't know we, let's come up with something really Kicker, cool for i have custom. a horrible idea i love it let's i mean it, it might be a great idea okay. you know how we normally do mats to go inside our army display trays yeah, of course yeah yeah what if for lvo we did a, a custom mat with different flg staff members and different media personalities are going to be there and you have to go around and get your mat signed by all of them Oh, that, that could be fun. That could be fun. <laughs> it's a signature scavenger hunt on your signature map. Signature scavenger hunt. And, and then you get to go home with, all with the a, uh, a really unique piece of swag. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. So that's that's definitely something we can we can talk about if, doing. If Chad, if you want that, if you, you want need that. to email Kicker constantly but, so but my also, bad like, ideas become products. I really do want a custom, really sick, like, Signals Edition landscape to battle on. I don't know what that is yet. I don't know. So, so I mean, we could just do the background. We could just we could just do the background, but it has to be the like, problem with the background is because right the the mat it needs to be like the ground level exactly it's it would have to be that but, but like but we could have like a Seth the Mad Docs like outpost you know somewhere that like appears on the map uh -huh. you know like a like a Nikki D producer okay. you know signal array I mean, there's other things we could oh I actually like that I like that I like Dean, that. I like that. Dean seems to be on board with my signature mat idea okay we, we got somebody we got a, a vote for the signature thing uh okay so I will be icing my toe for the next uh 20 minutes after the show Nikki D any last words for the night <clears throat> I, I am on a work my day job my my day my day job night job yeah. day man, night man you know sort of thing my day job I'm on work travel again I'll be out for four days uh not taking a red eye flight this time okay good good play very very excited about and and i'm probably gonna watch john wick four on the yeah, flight i haven't seen it yet and i've been slacking i know i really want to watch it so i will report back next week on if i watch john wick four or some other ridiculous movie on my flight that's it all right well we thank you so much for joining us we really hope you enjoyed this episode of signals from the front line have a great week and we will see you next wednesday good night Bye, guys. <laughs>